You're listening to Marketing Mastery for Schools with Mara Roberts. Quick, practical tips to grow your school. Hello everyone. Today I'm going to be answering a question from our Facebook group, uh, Marketing Mastery for Schools, if you haven't joined it yet. But uh, Mal Farley asked a question on um, managing departmental expectations um, in relation to the production of marketing materials. And she was asking, is it okay to kind of let those um, posters that you know a teacher or administrative person has um, designed, let them slip by if they don't meet the branding guidelines? Or should we be really strict about um, people either meeting the guidelines or do we insist on designing it ourselves so that it meets our professional standard that we'd like um, to present? So I thought this is a good question and it actually fits into the bigger question of, um, well, how do we actually run our marketing department? And um, for different schools, they have various sizes of marketing departments here. So some small schools don't actually even have a marketing department and uh, maybe the business manager or principal kind of does a few campaigns that they feel is appropriate on the side. Um, For others, you know, you're a solo single marketer covering a variety of roles. And for others, we have five or six or, you know, seven or eight people in our team. So there is a lot of variation there to cover. Um, and a marketing department can cover everything from you know, the marketing to fundraising and development, um, communications, um, publications such as yearbooks and, and magazines. Um, some of you work with the enrollments team. Um, we run events, we do photography, and we're trying to build an alumni um, that is involved and active in our school. So that's a huge amount of work to do. And I remember when I first started in schools marketing back in two, um, 2011, I came, I moved here from London and um, yeah, my first role, I didn't have, the marketing budget had actually been spent for the year and um, there was a huge need to grow and a lot of work to be done. And um, yeah, that was me left to my devices and I did everything from running around, taking photographs and assemblies and things like that to producing the magazine, um, doing a weekly e-newsletter or communications to parents, updating them on events, um, running events, organizing events, things like that. I've designed websites in my day. Um, I've run Google AdWords, Facebook ads, done all the graphic design. Um, It was just absolutely massive. And what you quickly learn in that sort of role um, and environment is what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are. And so if you're a good leader, what you'll do is you'll find out ways to um, put more time into the areas where you're strong and you'll delegate and you'll find team to help you in the areas that you aren't so strong and um, it takes a strong leader so if you're running a marketing department um, you know your job is to really be the filter for your team um, to filter all the requests um, all the feedback to your team and to really keep them focused on achieving the goals that you've set out in your marketing plan and as a um, experienced marketer what I want to do is um, I always want to free myself up to think big picture Um, to think strategy, to think vision, and to put all my time and effort into those big campaigns that are going to make a really big difference um, for the long-term sustainable growth of our college, rather than getting stuck in the day-to-day. And I had a lot of honest chats with my principal, and I said, you know, um, I've got all these amazing marketing skills, but at the end of the day, I'm running it, taking photographs of little preppies, and you know, that's great, and it makes a great Facebook post that's liked by like 15 people, but strategically thinking, how am I impacting the long-term growth of our college? And... um, 
So over the years, I've been able to not only measure my marketing successes, but take those results back to um, the principal and you know grow not only the marketing budget, but also develop a team that has specific skills in different areas. So that's what I want to talk about today. Um, the first thing that we want to do when it comes to Mel's question in terms of the graphic design is we want to have a style guide for um, our writing and we want to have a style guide, a graphic design style guide. So the copywriting style guide is all the language you use, how you write specific words um, and phrases you use and um, the sort of spelling and language that you use. Um, so there is a, um, I think there's for Queensland, there's a Queensland style guide from our government style guide. I'm sorry, there's an Australian um, government style guide that you can actually refer to that gives you Australian standards for writing and often this is what you base your style guide off. And then it's like things like, do you say college or school? Um, do you write it in capital letters or small letters? Um, you know, what are the house names? Um, how do you refer to different heads of departments and subjects and things like that? You want to be specific so that there's consistency um, through your program. So, you know, things like, do you call it kindy? Do you call it pre-prep? And that sort of thing. Um, and this, you really want this to be like a reference sheet that's three or four pages that's easy to understand um, that people can use in their day-to-day -day writing for the college. Um, the graphic design style guide is one of the most important documents for the marketing department and that will be um, your it'll specify all the different colors of your logo um, so the CMYK colors the RGB colors and the Pantone colors that you use um, for different applications of um, and you want to make sure that that is consistent across various mediums um, and then it will also um, specify things like um, the size, the minimum size that you're allowed to use your logo at and all the maximum size you're allowed to make your logo um, and where to use the tagline and where to remove the tagline and it will also provide different variations of um, whether you have a landscape or portrait version. So a good logo is something that you don't actually know you have until you have one. Um, you don't really know what you're missing until you have a really good logo that can be applied to many um, different applications really easily and a good logo should um, ideally be able to be printed on something like a cufflink as small as a cufflink and still be clearly readable and visible if you can get that right with your logo then you know you've got a winner okay um, so you need to train your staff so not so this isn't something that the marketing department holds on to I would periodically send an email to all staff with your copywriting style guides and your graphic design style guides so that they have access to this and that they always provide this to suppliers when they're doing things like uniform items um, or additional extra orders of products and things like that so one of the best things um, to answer Miles' question about, you know, um, how do we manage that graphic design element and, you know, kind of lift the standard across the college? Um, we really struggle, I've struggled with this in several organizations. And one of the solutions that I've found is really helpful is to use a tool called Canva. 
I'm sure most of you know Canva, but they actually have a corporate package where you can actually um, you can actually set out your branding style guide in Canva and then only make those colors available to people, to other users in your Canva account. And so this means that you can get a relatively inexperienced person um, that's not used to doing graphic design, go into Canva and work with five or six templates that you've provided with them, have the corporate colors available, have your corporate fonts that you use available and design something that should be acceptable um, within a quick time frame. So I really recommend using Canva. Um, we used to have, well, we have, I've worked with graphic designers on site and I've actually found that comparing the, the raw work of a graphic designer starting from scratch and someone using Canva, the design quality was actually lifted. Um, surprisingly enough, because it's a really good tool to use to save time when it comes to graphic design. Um, when it comes things to when it comes to things like writing copy and articles and I used to get a lot of phone calls to say oh the preppies are doing a little dance come down take a photograph you know um, and I found this very disruptive for my day and it's not really focusing on the strategic direction I'm really take, trying to take my marketing department so I um, learned to delegate and you need to have leadership that supports you in this but um, we learned to um, buy camera equipment that was available in all the various departments um, within the school and we train teachers it was a bit of a culture change but we trained them that whatever you do you need to have a camera on hand and there's either a teacher aide or teacher or a parent at your event to help you with photographs for your event and so we actually shifted that responsibility from the marketing department needs to be across three campuses or four campuses um, versus okay each department has to um, take the responsibility to produce good quality photos that they can give you and uh, we also gave them the responsibility of writing an article that they have to submit within three or four days after the event. Um, so that really gave us a good foundation for having regular good news articles. Um, you'll get a lot of pushback with that at the start. You know, you know, teachers are teachers. They don't want to be photographers. Um, it's completely understandable. Um, but there is a happy medium where both the teacher and the marketing department can find a way to work together to get um, the best outcome for the school. Okay, um, when it comes to writing copy, this can be very time consuming and um, proofing copy is a big issue for schools because um, we need to really be producing um, content that is well proofread. So um, what I like to do is implement a system where we have volunteer proofreaders. Really find those people that have a skill in this area that are that, that love the detail, that have the time to sift through all your copy and really um, improve the quality of your copy. Um, and they should um, have access to student names and they should also have access to your writing style guide. And so implementing a system of volunteer proofreaders will really save you hours and hours of time and late nights trying to proof um, yearbooks and magazine articles. 
Um, we have a rule that we've implemented in several um, different organizations where um, we have a rule where if a teacher writes copy that they always have to have it peer reviewed before they're submitted for um, publication uh, to you know be submitted for the magazine or an article or something like that so um, that's also another culture that's developed over time um, the, the only way to get better copy from teachers and staff um, and students is to give them feedback on the article that they wrote. So if someone writes an article for you and it's full of mistakes, you need to have an honest conversation with them, point out where they made their mistakes, and then you'll most likely find that they don't want to go through that process again, so the next time they'll take more care. Um, so it's all about lifting that standard as you communicate with them. Um, one of the ways that I like to manage all the various tasks that come into the marketing department, so, um, you know, there'll be things like, um, oh, we need to order a new lectern with a logo on it, or we need to investigate a new uniform item, or posters for an event, or tickets, or all those different requests. Um, I like to use a tool called Trello. It's very cost-effective, low-cost, and so, um, we have a column in Trello that we can just automatically forward the emails to and it kind of sits in the to-do list um, waiting for us to discuss it. So I'll have a team meeting with my marketing team and we'll go through that list once a week and we'll clearly delegate there if we're actually going to do the job or if we have an alternative suggestion if we don't feel like it's um, something that's really adding to the marketing department's goals. Um, we'll make a suggestion on maybe another department that can look after that task for us. Um, and then otherwise we'll delegate the work, we'll set time frames and we'll get that work done on a weekly basis and, and tick through those jobs. Be very careful that you don't get stuck doing random tasks that aren't adding to the long-term um, benefit of your college. And that really, if there's an important aspect to leading a team, that's it. Um, you really need to refocus your team. Um, people aren't allowed to just walk in, unless it's the principal every now and then. But generally, people aren't allowed to just walk in and de um, delegate work to your team. Um, it's very important that you are there as a protective layer and are ref refocusing them to the goals that you have to achieve um, and so I'll regularly say okay well how did you spend your time this week let's pull out the marketing plan how did it actually achieve any of the objectives of the marketing plan and just kind of refocus um, people's time and effort um, it's very important if you are a leader and I know that uh, you may be leading a marketing team or you may be contributing your unique skills in an area for the marketing team but either way, it's very important to meet with your leaders. So if you are the team leader, the head of marketing, make time to meet with a principal every single week. And so you'll have uh, principals that are, some principals that are really strict about this and they want a lot of data and hand, hands-on feedback and they want to be involved in the process. And other principals are kind of like, they don't really require anything until it's an emergency and you know, the enrollments are down. Um, so, but I would encourage you set up a meeting with your leader every week and um, that as you as a team, that you also meet every week to kind of regroup, refocus and re-energize yourselves. Um, taking part in a joint um, creative process is really refreshing and energizing um, and, and having that sense of um, a shared vision um, and sh uh, shared goals is um, something that's really important to how happy you feel in your workplace. So if you don't have that, 
um, maybe it's time to talk to your your leader and make a few suggestions on how you guys can build a team dynamic um, a little bit better. Okay, well, I hope that they gave you a few tips in the right direction and that you enjoy the various tasks that you have to do this week.